0: Well, good evening, everyone. I hope you're not hearing the thunder, but welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. Pastor James is going to start in Mark 1 and Revelation 1. Interesting. Welcome to the program, Pastor James. How are you doing?
1: Well, thank you very much, Dorothy. I'm sitting up here today, was trying to figure it out. I said, now, why did the Lord give me this to do these things? And that's because a lot of times people don't they don't know their Bible, they don't read it, they'll glance at it and don't realize that the Bible always always interprets itself. but if you got a lot of people out here interpreting the Bible and they're doing it wrong now God said in his word that it needs no private interpretation, then the Bible needs no private interpretation so I'm going to try to. Uh, show the relevancy of how these scriptures run together to explain what God is saying and how he wrote his book, and that his book is is the guide rule or the uh, guide stick for us to learn what God requires of us. And the best way of doing it is to show, first of all, what is the gospel, and what does the Bible say about the gospel? So as I said, we're going to start in Mark 1. And the first verse, Mark 1 and the first verse. Yeah, and I heard you said you got thundered up there. I got beautiful weather down here in Kansas City. And it's been beautiful for the last, oh, two to three weeks. Perfect weather for me, some degrees. Love the heat. And so any of these people that want to call in, uh, like you've called in on the broadcast. If you want to have a question or a comment, Uh, You push number one, and now let let them know that you want to uh, either say a comment or have some questions asked. All right, let's start off with Mark, the first chapter and the first verse, but let's pray first. Heavenly Father, as we come before the throne room of grace and mercy and peace and love and the Holy Spirit, thanking you for this day that you have made, that we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for you going ahead of us, behind us inside of us around us according to psalms 91 that you'll have the angels that will be there for our protection and deliver us according to your word 23 that you are our shepherd and we shall not want according to psalms 24 that you if we'll open up the door the gates that the lord of glory the king of glory will come on in and we need you lord we need you because of the, our enemies are starting to attack even more, more and more witchcraft is out there, more and more murderous spirits are out there, and we knew this was supposed to happen because your word had already prophesied that in the last days things would get worse, but you said those that know their God will be doing great miracles according to Daniel the eighth of the 12th chapter. And, Father, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to us moving in the spirit and building ourselves in the most high, most holy spirit, according to the book of Jude. And that we'll be some help to some man, some woman, some boy or girl, even to ourselves by reading and receiving the engrafted word of God. That we'll be able to be those those people in the last days that there'll be pillows in God's eyesight that he'll set us up to where we'll watch on the wall and keep the enemy away from the children the children because father they're the ones that's been the most attacked right now but you told us according to your word that the children's angels are always before the father's face and if there's it better for a person to put a a, a, a millstone around their neck and be cast into the sea than to hurt one of these little ones And, Father, the little ones don't mean just their age, but because of their knowledge of the Scriptures, they can still be eating uh, milk, and they need to get on meat. And, Father, things are that you showed us that these last days were going to be perilous perilous times, and that we have to really study to show ourselves to prove unto God that a workman that need not be ashamed, but rightly divide the word of truth. Father, I thank you for my friend Dorothy, and I thank you for all the listeners out there today. And I pray that you give me wisdom and understanding on how to explain the scriptures, that they'll know what the truth is about the gospel, and that they'll be able to witness to others about the gospel. And know the truth, for the truth will make them free. Father, we are to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus Christ's mighty name. And we all say, Amen. All right, starting the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, there is uh, four beginning, three beginnings in the Bible. The first beginning is, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The second beginning is, in the beginning was the Word, and that Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the third beginning is right here with Mark, which is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So first of all, we got to understand what does it mean? Gospel. It doesn't say a bunch of gospel, it doesn't have an S on it. It says gospel, which means it's one continuous thing to teach us what makes the good news. What is the good news? And the good news is that God sent his son, according to the the word of God, that he sent his son, that his son would be able to redeem us in the last days from the law of sin and death. And that the gospel means the good news is that God prophesied these things before it even happened. A lot of times people say, well, the good news or the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's some of it. The main part of the gospel is prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. And prophecy is not necessarily foreseeing something. You know, like, I've got a, a, a word for you from the Lord, and this is going to happen in the future. Sometimes God is uh, getting us prepared to receive the message that he has that's going to be for the future, or it could be for right now, or it could have been something that we missed in the past, because if you don't study the past, you fail to understand what your future may bring. So here we go. It says, The the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written In the prophets, see that's what I'm telling you, prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. Now this comes out of the book of Malachi, and if we turn to it real quick, Malachi the third chapter and the first verse, we'll see how everything, everything is set up on the word of God about prophecy, and Malachi is the last book in the Bible, just before. Matthew so we'll alternate it real quick and I, I know you're saying well he's jumping around so much it's hard for me to keep up but that's the way the Bible is written the truth be told is that the Bible said for you to get knowledge Isaiah the 28th chapter starting with the ninth verse if you want to get knowledge this is the way you get it precept upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little, there a little. And if you put those together and do it the way the Holy Spirit leads you and guides you, you get the truth. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit helping you to understand, your eyes are still blind, and it will be uh, uh, precept on precept, precept on precept, line upon line, line upon line, and it will bring you into a trap. That's why you can tell the difference between the people of God who has the Holy Spirit to interpret it for him versus the uh, carnal-minded person who tries to figure out this prophecy by himself. As I tell you, you've got to have the Holy Spirit to understand what is God's thinking and the way he wants us to think and how he wants us to act in this life. So anyway, Malachi, the third chapter and the first verse, and it says, Behold. I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly appear in his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, which you delight in. Behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. Now, here's the thing. This is prophecy back in the Old Testament. Now, the New Testament, uh, which is the uh, the uh, gospel according to Mark, Says the same thing. Behold, that second verse Behold, I will send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare you the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preaching baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. You notice what it says. John was that voice that was prophesied back in the Old Testament that he would be the one that comes forth to prepare the way of the Lord and that people would get an understanding, the gospel, that the the uh, prophecy is true and it's coming and it's being fulfilled right there in the, their eyes. And then it tells you why did John baptize? He said he baptized for the repentance, for a remission of sin. All right. And so then we keep on going. And and there went out uh, unto him all the land of Judea and of, of Jerusalem, and they all were baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sin. A lot of people want to argue nowadays about how do you baptize? Do you baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? Or do you baptize in the name of Jesus only? The what? I, as I tell y'all, if you will go back to the rule book, the rule book is precept upon precept, precept upon precept, add these things together. So don't just take one scripture or one verse and try to make that a doctrine. You've got to put it all together like a jigsaw puzzle. And when it fits, then you've got the truth. If it doesn't fit, then you've got something out of place. It might still be all right. You just got something out of place. And you need to have a the Holy Spirit, to lead you and guide you, that the Bible interprets itself. Now, getting back to the fifth verse again, it says, when they uh, it said, they said all went out unto him in the land of Judea, which is praise, and they of Jerusalem, which means foundation of peace. Jeru is foundation, and Salem means peace. Now, with Hebrew words, it can be more than one word. It can be ten different words, but you have to put it in the context when you start to understand what this is talking about. So baptism in the water is the beginning or a foundation for you to do what else you need to do. What was the next thing? Confessing their sins. Don't ever think, well, Lord, i am not been a sinner or I'm not that much of a sinner. Listen, we all have sin. And fell short of the glory of God, and we need to understand that so we can humble ourselves under the hand of God, so He can train us and and break us. That's what He's going to do. He's going to break us all the way down. Well, I thought when you get to be a, a Christian, everything turns good. No, it's the opposite because this earth belongs to Satan. He is the God of this world. Our God is the God who created the heaven and earth and gave this world to Adam and Adam was the son of God, but Adam committed treason and gave it back to Satan, thinking he was going to have more power and found that he lost everything through that, wanting to know the future and everything. So let's keep on going there. It says, And John was clothed with camel hair and with a girdle of a skin around his loin, and he did eat locusts and wild honey. And preaching, saying, There one comes mightier than after I, the latches whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down and loosen. I indeed have baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, in the Hebrew, the word mem means water, but it also can mean word. So when it says, I indeed baptize you, that means submerge you. That's not only meaning the water, but God wants to put you in the Word. He wants you to dig deep into the Word, that where deep calls into deep. And the more, you, the more you understand that, the stronger you become in the spiritual realm. But then you've got to have, as I say, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. You've got to have the Holy Ghost, for you can understand the Scriptures. You cannot figure this thing out on your own because it is spiritual and not carnal. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and he was baptized of John in Jordan. The word Jordan means before the judgment. Dan means judgment. And J-O-R means before. So, in other words, before we can get saved, we got to, first of all, admit we are sinners, that we need help, and there's no way we can help ourselves. And then understand there is a judgment, but we can be saved by the Passover lamb, which is Jesus Christ, which is the word of God, which is the son of God, which is the son of man. All these things, Jesus holds that position, and he is the one, the only one that's the mediator between God and man. The more you understand, the more you'll you want to read, the more you want to understand this, and that's when you will receive the Holy Ghost with power. You can have the Holy Ghost, but you got to have power to go with it. And it said it came to pass in those days that Jesus came oh, I already read that part. And straightway coming out of the water, he saw the heavens open, and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he was out in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts and angels ministered unto him. Now, when you go back and study this, go back to the Old Testament. The Old Testament has the New Testament, but it gives you a more understanding when you read the Old Testament and let the New Testament give you the explanation or give you an understanding. Like the children of Israel, they were out there in the wilderness. Jesus had to go out in the wilderness. The children of Israel walked around in the wilderness 40 years. Jesus walked around 40 days. In other words, for each day, because God's timing is different than ours. That's why we can never figure out how God is or how he figured out anything. But our job is just to listen and see what it says. And then whatever the Holy Spirit gives to you, then you'll start to understand. And everybody will be up on one accord. ain't going to have no 25 different versions or anything else. You'll have one accord, one thing to understand how this Bible operates, which is the word of God, which is God's word. All right, it says, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, I need to stop there and explain that, too. Jesus had a fourfold ministry, and you got to remember, what he did is the pattern that he wants us to be. He came teaching, preaching, healing, and prophesying. Teaching, preaching, healing, and prophesying. And so here comes Jesus preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. What is the gospel? The gospel is the prophecy. If you go back, like I showed you in the beginning, it's the prophecy all through the Old Testament and everything, all through the New Testament, and that Jesus fulfilled a lot of the prophecies, over a thousand or some prophecies he fulfilled to let us know. He is who he says he is. He said he is the Son of God or the Word of God. And he's sharpening than any two-edged sword. And he's able to divide the soul from the spirit. In other words, the truth from a lie, from from a carnal man to the spiritual man, if you're willing to let him. Then it says, the time, the tenth, the 15th verse says, there is, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. It cannot be the death, burial, and resurrection because Jesus had not been crucified, he had not died, he had not buried, and he had not rose. The gospel was the prophecy. I hope some people will look up. As I say, don't even trust me. I tell people out there, don't even trust me. Look it up for yourself and stop accepting what everybody's preaching over the radio, TV and stuff, but be like the Bereans. Study it for yourself. It says, now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting the net in the sea where they were fishermen. And Jesus said unto them, Come you after me, and I will make you become fishers of of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when they had gone a little farther, hence he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. And when they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day, they enter into the uh, synagogue and taught. As I told you, Jesus came teaching, preaching, healing, and prophesying. Now, the people, there's people that's arguing nowadays still. What about are we supposed to go to church on the Sabbath day? Or do we supposed to go on a Sunday? Or what day do we supposed to worship? Well, I try to tell people, I said, you need to read the Bible for yourself. There is a certain part in there. It's in Acts 15, Acts 19, it tells you that the Gentiles are not under the law of the Jews. The Jews had to carry, had to take and do 613 laws every day. The best of what you call Hasidic Jews does maybe 30 or 32 of them, and that's the best they can do. But that's why they have so many sacrifices and stuff. Our sacrifice is Jesus Christ. And he didn't say that we had to go there on a Sabbath day. He didn't say we had to go on a Sunday. He said if you want to give uh, uh, unto the Lord all the days, you can do that. If you want to give him no days, you can do that too. But I'm trying to tell you, you rob yourself for not being around people who are getting a fresh word from God. You rob yourself from being able to hear God for yourself and getting somebody to uh, confirm what you're hearing from God. Because God, there's only one Holy Spirit, one Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does not argue with the word of God. It doesn't argue with God, the Father. It all agrees in one. So when you go to church, and church means a body of believers, that's all it is. You go to church, one person might hear something from God. You may hear something from God. Another person, because they says we prophesy in part and we speak in part. But when the perfect comes, when is that going to be? When everybody can read their thoughts, but it's not here yet. So we prophesy a little bit, this person prophesy, and then all of a sudden we'll see, oh, God has given us a little bit here, a little bit here, but and you put it all together, then it gives you understanding. Well, that's why the Bible says with all you're getting, get an understanding. So anyway, the main thing is I said understand that the gospel is prophecy, written all by those prophets of the Old Testament and stuff, to reveal to us by the New Testament, and to keep on going according to the word of God, till everything be fulfilled. Things that people they said they was not going to be able to happen because Israel was not a nation for two thousand years it could not come to pass and then all of a sudden in one night time Israel became a nation again and all the promises that were yay and amen is starting to come to pass and it's one of these days maybe I'll teach about the gap theory and it's not a theory it's what the Bible does teach well as I said this main thing is that uh. If they got any questions or anything, push number one. And that way you can get, uh, you'll let the broadcast station know that you want to ask questions or you want to give a comment. But like if I say, if you don't agree with me, still give your comment. Because that way we can all talk to see what is the truth and what is a lie. All right, let's keep on going here. And it says in the 22nd verse, uh, let's go to. Uh, the 21st verse, and they went into Copernica. And straightway on the seventh day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine or his teaching. That's what doctrine means, teaching. For he taught them. See, the Bible interpreters itself tell you he was taught them as one that has authority and not as a scribe. That means around, walking around with the, the word, but yet and still don't understand it. They will have they can quote scriptures, but they have no idea what the scriptures really mean. It says, and there was in a synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out and saying, leave us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Are thou come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Now, if you notice, there's a lot of things being said there. This is a man with an unclean spirit, which is a demon, a devil. They use the word unclean because it could be many types of spirits. We don't just have one spirit that we're fighting here. And if you notice, spirits never run by themselves. That's why it says in the 21st verse, let us alone. There's more than one. They run around in pairs, and sometimes there'll be a whole bunch of them because they don't want to be cast out. They consider that person's body as their house. And see, what is the first thing Jesus did? He preached, he teach, and then he's demonstrating by casting out demons. A lot of churches say, well, we don't cast out demons anymore. Then you are not obeying the word of God. It is a commandment. It ain't no if you want to or not, if we get to the end of Mark, you'll see one of the commandments is to cast out devils. That's the first thing. So if we're going to be walking with the Lord, we better be obeying the Lord in the spirit and have the mind of Christ and stop trying to run around and say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. When he said, I gave you a word, use it. It's a two edged sword. And it says, and Jesus rebuked him saying, hold that peace and come out of him. For when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out. He came out of him, and they were amazed. Insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, "What thing is this? What new doctrine is this?" For with authority command him even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. Now here's the thing: when you're doing uh, words that we'll say, exorcism. Some people call it deliverance. You got to remember, you got all kinds of spirits you're fighting, and you got to know your weaponry. You got to know what you what you use for warfare. If you do not know, there are stubborn spirits in there. They'll take you down a rabbit hole. There are spirits in there that, for confusion. There's spirits in there that that'll tear you up and tell you, "I'm gonna kill you," and try to put fear in you. But if you know your God, which is the Word of God, if you know the Word of God then they can't intimidate you, but you can intimidate them. And what did they say? Did you come here to destroy us? Well, another word is, did you come here to torment us? We have authority and power, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be able to take authority over these evil spirits and fight with them. For it's not a five-minute fight, a lot of people think. All you do is say, in the name of Jesus, it's over with. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. So wrestling means more than one move. Have you ever seen a wrestler go into a ring and start to wrestle with one move and it's over with? No. They grapple at each other. They spit each other. They They hit each other. They do whatever it takes to win. Well, that's what we got to do. We got to take whatever it takes for us to beat the en- enemy and delay them, destroy them until we take authority over them and Jesus cast them out. See the last thing we do is we use Jesus' name to cast them out Then it says uh um the uh twenty eighth verse it says immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around about Galilee. With, when they were come out of the synagogue, the synagogue is another place for gathering place, the same thing as church, that's what it means, a gathering place, or a place of believers. And they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother laid sick with a fever, and nor they tell him of her. What it means is to say, hey, they wanted Jesus to know there's a sick person in the house And they really want to try to say, Lord, will you come and heal her? They're just trying to hint around about it, about seeing that word. And then it says, and he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her, and she ministered or served them.
2: Now, what does it
1: mean by he took her by the hand and lifted her up? See, in English, we look at this and say, well, that means he reached there and grabbed her hand, and he picked her by
3: the bed. But in Hebrew, that could also mean Jesus remembered her or thought about her
1: while she was there and his thoughts. In fact, that's what the Bible teaches us all the time. we we'll really read it. His thoughts was toward her with compassion, and that's what raised her up. Everything you look in the Bible, you'll see that Jesus, they said, well, he moved with compassion. He uh, felt uh Sorry for this person when he said, will you be healed if you climb into the water? well, He don't want to know all that. He just wanted to know, will you be healed? If not, he is the healer. And that is the word of God. So anyway, he said he lifted her up,
3: and immediately the fever left her
1: and ministered to them. And evening, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased. And them that were possessed With devils See they're not calling them unclean spirits now. They call them devils And sometimes they're demons They're different classes So this is why people have to know What are you fighting There's Lucifer And there's only one Lucifer One Lucifer Then there's Satan Many Satans Many Satans And then there's We have a question uh, Pastor Okay All right, Dan, then come on in. Area code
0: 760, your mic is open.
1: Hello. Hello, are you there?
0: Did you hit the mute button on your phone? Area
3: code 760. Oh,
0: they just dropped. I okay. wonder if there was something wrong with their okay. phone. Okay.
3: Well, they can
1: call back. As say, we got two hours, so anything you want to ask, this is the time to ask.
3: All right. What well, do you have anything to say, Dorothy?
0: Not at this time. Um,
3: okay. Can you, i was about to say, can you tell them how to send a donation
1: to the your broadcast? Because I don't pay anything, and she's been gracious to have me on the broadcast, and I would like for y'all to support the broadcast. So if you'll tell them how to to get in contact with you.
0: Yes, my PayPal account is tied to my email dchurchy1 at hotmail dot com. That's d c h u r c h y the number one at hotmail dot com and if you go to paypal.com, it, it carries you through. It tells you what to do to send something. So that's right. how that is done.
1: So if any of you didn't get the address and everything, call in. You know what I'm saying? Because it's important to to support people who are really supporting the Word of God to get out there. She has other programs that's on. And uh, you can listen to them. You never know what God is using, what instrument God is using. So that's why I always say, be hungry so you can get full. (laughs) All right. So so you said you had any comments you wanted to make, Dorothy?
0: Um, The only only thing that comes to mind is I just started reading a book called Mm -hmm. Progressive Evil. You know how I'm all – clamped about all this nonsense going on in our government. Right. It's written by uh, Lieutenant McGinnis. Um, I've only read like three chapters, but I'll tell you, it's a good book. It's full of history. And it's okay. evidently we've been fighting this progressive stuff since the 1890s. I wasn't even born mm. then.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I wasn't either. <laughs>
0: So you know who's behind this battle, right? That's what we got. Mm -hmm. We're really fighting about. So,
4: a
1: lot of things that a lot of people are talking about now is depression is one of the big spirits that's here in the United States. Depression and murder and suicide, but depression is the main person here now, and that's because most of us or uh, not most of us, but some of us who are in the who are believers have lost our hope. Without hope you you're just defeated. You got to understand God wants you to prove to him he doesn't he don't need he knows what you're gonna do, but he wants you to understand what you're gonna do. That when trouble comes, that you're not a quitter, but trouble comes to make you dig deeper, makes you want to fight more, makes you want to understand more. That's why we have to get the doctrine of Christ. Understand what does it
3: say? All right. Let's see. We're at the uh, 31st or 32nd here. Yeah, let's talk about that. It says that evening
1: when the sun did set, they brought into him all that were diseased. Now you notice it says diseased and then it says and them that were possessed with Devils and all the city was gathered together out at the door so diseases there's uh can be one thing infirmities another, possessions another. Now when they say possessed with devils that does, it could be oppressed, suppressed. I don't know what all the other presses are, but it means one thing you're under a demonic attack. And you've got to know the word so you can fight back. And if you don't know the word, you need to find you a preacher that or a teacher or an elder or somebody who has been taught in the word of God how to do exorcisms. Exorcism means to cast out, to cast out demons, how to cast out plagues and all these other things. Because a lot of times we're living up below our means because we don't understand how to fight the enemy. The enemy's got 6,000 years of experience, and he still only uses three weapons, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Those are the only three weapons he's ever abused. And he's been being successful at that, being able to destroy Christians. One of the things that the uh, demons get is their assignment. When they get assigned over to you, they get assigned two things first. First is to stop you from getting back to the Word of God, so you will not know who Jesus Christ is. The second is to make you a weak or infe- ineffective Christian. In other words, you don't know what you're doing. Yes, I believe in Jesus, but but what? But nothing you got to learn what the Word says, who Jesus is, and who is Jesus in your life, and then for you to ask for what you need to ask for, to have the uh, power of Jesus' mind in you. All right. Then it says, 34, And he healed many that were sick of dire diseases, cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up, A great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. See, a lot of times, people don't realize prayers and fasting is one of the most important things for the work of the ministry. And intercessory prayer is one of the biggest things that everybody needs to be doing. As for me and my ministry, the only reason my ministry is moving as well as it is, there's a lot of people out there praying for me. A lot of people interceding for me, people I probably have never met and never know, but God has my name in their heart, and they're praying for me. And that's the way we all should be, praying not only for ourselves, but praying for others. That's why it says praying for all the saints, all, all the saints, and and then giving honor and double honor to those that are worthy of it. In other words, who labor in the word, who labor to find out what is the truth. How do I fight back? How do I keep my People from being seduced Especially in the ministry You got pastors And it's not, not trying to condemn you or anything But you got pastors looking at porno You got pastors With girlfriends on the side You got uh, boyfriends on the side They got all these things That's fighting against them and That's because they ain't got nobody praying for them Like they should We have a hand up
4: okay.
0: Yes <laughs> Maybe I need to get a little gong and hit the gong when <laughs> <Okay. laughs> somebody. Area code eight, yeah. Area code eight one four. Your mic's open.
2: Uh, hello, this is Greg from Pennsylvania. Hello,
3: Greg from Pennsylvania.
2: Oh, uh, hello. What can I do for you? Uh, well, my question is really something I've been about walking more in the wilderness. You know, the about how this uh-huh. uh, went outside of town, you know, into mm-hmm. lonely places. Now, probably it was probably about the end of May, almost the uh, very end of May that I, I live. I live in Pennsylvania and. Mm-hmm. In Pennsylvania, most people, if they walk out their houses, you know, there's groups of houses, but you can see hills or mountains to both sides between towns. So there's a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, wilderness areas in between towns. And I heard, I felt a and uh, that it was a sin for me not to enjoy nature. And what happened was, as I began to go on longer walks outside of town, I don't know if they'd be completely considered wilderness, but you know, Mm -hmm. spaces in between houses, I, it seemed like there was either a separation or more distance between myself and Stronghold, especially like you were mentioned in those three. And I've been dealing mm-hmm. with those three for a few weeks now. And uh, it's good to get some confirmation on that. But uh, yeah. it definitely gave me a boost being outside. Well, I hear you. Well, you know,
1: the Bible tells us that uh i think it's in uh psalms the 19th chapter where it says even uh even the sky and everything else declares the works of god so yes wilderness everything that god created we should enjoy that especially when i know for myself not and i say I don't tell everybody this because people think you're crazy but i don't care i go out into the uh parks and stuff or even places behind our church, there's a lot of trees. And I'll say, the Bible says "Let everything that have breath, praise ye the Lord. That means you trees, you birds, everything, praise the Lord. And then I start praying. I say, Lord, show me that they're praising you. And all of a sudden, with no wind, no wind, all of a sudden, you'll see the trees waving back and forth. People say, well, that's just wind up in the upper atmosphere. Listen, what I'm seeing is it was completely quiet, Completely silent. Then all of a sudden, everything started praising God with me, and that's what we should be doing: enjoying the the fruits of God's labor. He's the one that planted everything. That's why it even has in there. I think it's Psalms, the 19th chapter. You looked that up. Where that, that that everything declares God, that the the fruit of His labor, that we should be worshiping Him. And like as I said, the devil who comes at us, we're here fighting a warfare. That he uses the same three weapons over and over again, and then he throws in a little twist and turn every once in a while, but it's still the same thing. If you go back to it and see what he's doing, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, that's it. So, yes, I'm glad you're out there praising God and appreciating what God has done. Anything else hey, I can man, help you it, with? Or?
2: It, it purifies your uh, your visuals. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that's what it was. But one of the things that I noticed, and I've, I haven't been, I eventually after I found this out, I'd like to hike and bike. If God, Mm -hmm. you know, but what I noticed was it it seemed to me like I get a lot of dreams and it Mm -hmm. felt as though as I was walking down some trails, maybe looking at a trail in the woods that because we are, he gave us a body and you know, just like when he sent Jeremiah down to the potter's house, it was like the more yeah. things I looked at as I, as you're navigating, it's like you'll uh, be able to navigate in the spirit and in the dreams and uh mm-hmm. interpret – get better interpretations because you're putting your – you're making your physical body do something closer to what God's doing in the spirit instead of sitting at mm-hmm. home. That's so, right. I just uh, – I hope that it works out for dream interpretation and things like that, too. I think it's all mm -hmm. kind of tied together. Well, I'm
1: glad you brought that up because a lot of times people don't realize our dreams is one of the ways that God contacts us. He said dreams and visions. Now, there's uh, an open vision and a closed vision. An open vision is that your eyes are wide open, and all of a sudden you will see something that nobody can explain. It's like a TV set in your own mind. And God gives you the open vision. You can see things. Then there's a closed vision where you have your eyes closed. And it's like being in a trance. And all of a sudden, God will give you, will contact you through that. And then there's dreams, like at night, when you're sleeping and stuff, and the the Lord will speak to you. He might give you a parable. He might give you a uh, symbolic thing. But it's him. It's him. And that's why he wants a fellowship with us. The, the natural man fights against God. I can't believe that. The spiritual man says, "All things is possible through Christ who strengthens me." So as I say, you're doing good. I'd be on that bike trail too. I'd be out there praising Amen. God. I, that's, <laughs> Amen. Well, anything else I can answer a question for you, or you got any more comments
4: to say?
2: I'm, I could talk all day, but that's how great for for today. Thank you.
4: Well, well
2: I'm glad you was on, and,
1: and always call back, you know, because uh, not only do you encourage me, to, but I know that somebody's listening, but there's other people out there listening, and they probably be going through some and don't know that God contacted you through dreams, vision, by being out in the wilderness. Because look at Jesus. Every time you look up, he was going to a solitary place to go pray to go pray and then he'll come back with more power and when he went out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights he came back with power but when we read one part of the gospel like we read mark you don't get all that until you read the other parts of when he was out in the out in the wilderness which is in the book of matthew that's why it's so important to put precept precept line upon line here a little there a little it's not written for us to easily understand, because God don't want lazy people. God wants people that hunger and thirst after righteousness to him All right, then. It was good talking to you. Hopefully you'll call back in again. If you got a question or anything, hey, feel free.
3: Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else out there? Dorothy?
0: There are people in the queue, but no hands raised. We'll just
3: wait okay. until so they
0: get a question. Okay. Oh, someone just well, raised see. their hand. Make me alive. Uh, right. if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Um, area code four oh four. Your mic
3: is open. Good
4: evening, hello. Good
3: evening, yes, hello four oh four. How you doing there, son?
5: I'm doing well, sir. What about yourself?
3: I can't complain. The Lord has been
1: good and multiplying every day. <laughs>
5: He's still in the blessing business all the time, right?
1: Yes, sir. Any comments or anything you want to ask questions about?
5: Yes, sir. I have a uh, pretty deep question. Uh, my bride and I, have we've encar- encountered a few atheists, which we don't have a problem Uh ever doing that and I and, uh, also ran into a young lady last week who believes that the creator is a woman and she was uh, explaining to me why she thought that never want to be in a position to argue that's not what I want to do but I want to always speak intelligently <laughs> so when you're asked um, and, and again I know that there is a living God so this is not coming from me but I wanna speak right, again understand. speak intelligently. Okay. So when you're asked mm-hmm. if if there is a God, why does he allow bad things to happen? Why are, you know, children sold into sex slavery or there's cancer or whatever bad mm-hmm. thing that uh people would ask about? And I wanna be quiet and just listen to your answer for that. Okay.
1: I'm glad that's a good question to bring up because a lot of people are going through things they don't understand. Why me? Or why I've been going through this so long, some time? Because the Bible says very clearly the God of this world is Satan. And that Adam and Eve were in transgression. It says actually Eve was in the transgression, but Adam was tricked into it, but he could have said, No, no, I refuse to disobey God's word, but he didn't. And because of that, he was a God. A lot of people don't know that Adam was a god, and he was the god of this world. And all you have to do is look at the genealogy. When you look through the genealogy, you'll find out where it says, and -and so-and-so, we got so-and-so, we got so-and-so until they get to the very end, and they say, and then Adam was the son of God. And because of that, when he uh, uh, gave up his right of who he was, he gave it to Satan, who is now the God of this world. So good things, bad things happen to people. It's not because Satan's not trying to do bad to everybody. He's not omnipresent like God is. God is there, and as we turn our hearts over to the Lord, we got to still remember this earth is not God's yet until after the 6,000 year has passed. There is a time uh, period that's approaching soon. That when the 6,000 year is up, then Jesus will come back, get his church and everything out of here before the uh, year, I mean, 6,000 year is up. We'll go back to heaven for the marriage supper. And then we'll come back after seven years because there's going to be a tribulation period first, which is three and a half years. And then there's the great tribulation period after that. I did say great. That's another three and a half, which makes it seven years. At that time, we will come back, and that's going to be some of the I'm talking about later on in the book of Revelation. We're going to come back, and when we come back, we will set up uh, the kingdom of God here and of his Christ. That's what the uh, Old Testament said. That's why I said everything is prophecy, 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 prophecy. And as you, uh, as they uh, look up these the prophecies and they start to come past, then you'll find out, oh, this is what God was talking about. Oh, that's what God was saying. And then in the end, you'll understand this was not supposed to go to Satan. This was supposed to be man, and man and Jesus was supposed to rule this planet. But at the end of the 6,000 year, then we're going to rule and reign here on the earth. Jesus will rule and reign from Jerusalem. A lot of people think we're going to heaven to rule and reign. No, we're going to rule and reign from down here. That's why we really have to know the book of Revelation. Also, when you talk to an atheist, you got to remember, first of all, if God is not calling them by the Spirit, if he doesn't call them by the Spirit, they will not be able to see. They will not be able to understand. And because of that, I don't care how much you try to convince them, they will not be able to hear it. They're not, everybody on this earth is not children of God. A lot of people say, Well they're children. no, not everybody's not a child of God. Jesus said so. He said, You are your father, the devil. And that's what he told some. So and then he said, Do you think these people were greater sinners than others? That uh he was talking about the tower when it fell over and stuff and all those people got killed and stuff? He said, No, there ain't no greater sinner than all. Everybody has sin. But everybody does belong to Jesus. That's why he said about the 99 and the one left, he left the 99 to go search for the one. But that's because they belong to him. God only comes after the children that belong to him. And we're not going to win Satan's children. They have already made up their mind. I'm saying Satan's children. Now, there's a difference between somebody who, is on our side, who they were Christians, they just didn't know they were born for God, and they got tricked into doing the things of evil of this world. They tricked into witchcraft and warlocks and stuff like that. They were tricked into it, promising, Oh, we're going to rule and reign this thing forever and ever. No, they're not. And then the other thing about, because um, I've warned atheists and other religions to understand. Uh, The word of God By the prophecy If they are the children of God If they're not I can't win them And I don't waste my time Did I answer your questions?
5: Uh, Yes to a degree And And, I just want to be Yeah I just want to be clear So uh, Is it not that Satan moves about and he's um is he permitted okay let me let me rephrase it is it that uh satan must get permission from god to test people and some of the people fail the test and they do you know terrible things and so the answer is those are those are children of of the devil is that what that answer is Okay. So the, 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 the question again is, why does why does if if God is real, why does He allow bad things to happen? And I just want to okay. have. uh I, I understood what okay. you did. Okay. I, I understand, but I mean a point a pointed answer for somebody that maybe you're engaging, you know, the conversation with for, mm-hmm. you know, ten minutes compared to you know a long time.
1: Okay. Well, as I say, you look up in the scriptures, and you'll find it's in the New Testament. That Satan is the god of this world
3: And if he's the god of this
1: world If he's the god of this world Then how can our god Come down here and take over It's just like If I gave you a hundred dollars Can I come And I said it's your gift You can do whatever you want with it And I come back and snatch it from you
3: Can I do that Legally No Because it belongs to you. I gave it to you. Well, God
1: gave this world
4: to
3: Adam.
1: Adam was the God of this world. And because he gave it to somebody else, God cannot do anything until after the 6,000-year reign. That's why it says, and God uh, made these many days, and then on the seventh day, he created rest. And so since he created rest, he said he created a a time period that he will be in control, and that is the seventh day, which is called the Sabbath or the day of rest. After that, there's another day coming called the eighth day. So as I say, you leave them with that, so to make them study for themselves. Make them look up these things. Is God, according to the Bible, is God – God of this world or is there somebody Else the God of this world and if There's somebody else is the God of this world He's going to he's going to try to attack Us that's his job he's good at his Job no he doesn't have to ask God's permission to test us
5: mm-hmm.
1: He can okay. test without
5: Go ahead
1: I'm sorry Sir as I say He can test as many as he want because this Is his world
5: This okay. is his okay. world and for the listeners, it's Second Corinthians four and four, uh, Satan is no, the god okay. of this world. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do. Um, yeah, it says, uh, Satan, who is a god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand the message about glory of Christ, who. Is the exact likeness of God, and that's the New Living mm-hmm. Translation. But I'll look at some other translations. But that that does uh, help me a great deal. I appreciate it. Mhm. So
1: anybody that any of you people out there, you run into the people that, well, why is if you're such a good person, why are things bad things happen to you? Let them understand what he just quoted. What was the name of that scripture again?
5: I mean, what, where is it located? Yeah, Second Second Corinthians four and four. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, that
1: Satan is the god of this world. He's also, the ones up under him is called the prince of the air. So don't be surprised about things happening in, t- uh, in your life because of the air we breathe. Everything has been prophesied what's getting ready to happen. That's why we have to go back to the Old Testament and understand what is the gospel. The gospel is the prophecy of what God says is going to happen. And we have seen the prophecy being fulfilled over and over and over again, over a 1,000 with Jesus. Most times they said if you can even get two of them out of all that prophecy, that's a miracle. Three, they can't even count it up. But look, he done did thousands. The Old Testament said that I come in the volume of the book as written of me. Well, he wasn't even here when it said that. But then he appeared in the flesh. And that's where we started off. Where V uh, A, A, B, A, B, C and A D, when he appeared, that's when time started again. And so, as I say, don't don't debate with people because everybody cannot see. As you said, give them that scripture that they cannot see because their eyes are blinded. Oh. All right. Anything else okay. I can answer for you?
5: Yes. Thank you for that. And. What I notice is Satan was the God of this world that's in the new living translation, but then when I look at like the King james version mm-hmm. it it doesn't it doesn't reference Satan at all or the new King James version it doesn't the reason is uh the uh
1: when King James put it down it is the word uh Satan means adversary. So instead of saying adversary, they use what? The God of this world?
5: Nah, I'm looking at the New King James Version. It, it makes no reference to that. It says Who's What's the new? Sir? Mm-hmm.
2: Go ahead, okay. i Yeah,
5: this, that's okay. It says this is a New King, King James Version I'm looking at now. Whose mind The God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe? Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image mm-hmm. of God should shine on them. So it doesn't make any reference to, to Satan, as I understand it.
1: Mm-hmm. But as I said, you know, with Hebrew, God has things. But if you search the Bible, always what? It interprets itself. The more you look around, you'll find out what does the word God mean or something else. And you got to remember, when you're using different uh, versions then you, you'll say one thing and you won, may not find the same thing in it, the next scripture. Like, let me quote you this one. It's uh, Proverbs 3 and 5. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all that ways, and he shall direct your path. Now, that's in the King James. But mm-hmm. actually what it really means is stop trying to figure God out. He's already worked it out. All you do is walk it out. Different words, but it means the same thing.
5: Okay. All right. I'm looking that up now. Yeah, I'm looking at the New King James verse version, and it says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding." Which I've heard that version, but I, I get what you're saying. So, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. That helps helps me out a great deal. And thank you for everything you're doing for us. Well, well,
1: thank you for calling in. As I tell anybody, you know, hey, look, we all got we're in the same boat. Or we're on the same earth. We all need to work together (laughs) I don't care what religion or what we believe The Bible is the final rule book And that's where we need to get our our full understanding from And, you know, using different uh, versions Sometimes it helps people But sometimes it hurts people Because there's like I got uh, like 16 different versions of the Bible And sometimes it says different things And it will kind of throw you off And then it gets into the part where it says that uh, she, as God is a she, but God is not a she. That's one of those translations. So that's why you Mm -hmm. have to be very careful. And that's one of the reasons why most old preachers, we stay with the, because we're old, we stay with the old King James and the new King James. I'll read that too. But some like the NIV, some of the things that's missing out of the NIV that's in the old King James, and they'll come up with, well, this is what we've seen, and this is what we learned, and this is what we found. It's not really in the uh, the Bible in the beginning. They have no clue what was there because it was translated by somebody else to translate to somebody else who translated by somebody else. And the only thing that we're getting now is the uh, – what they call the uh, – the lost books of the Bible, the con room or i forgot the exact name where they found the bibles, and these were back in the first beginning of the church service first uh, century and where your best thing to learn is from the source back to the root the root would be there all right
4: okay
1: well you okay. you have a blessed day and uh Thank you. what oh uh, when's your church services then what day do you have them down there in Atlanta?
5: Uh, it's Liberation Freedom Ministries in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights. And then you could have uh, uh, schedule one-on-one deliverances uh, on Tuesdays and also Wednesdays. But it's Liberation Freedom Ministries, and uh, the website is liberationfreedomministry.com. There you go.
1: I wanna to try to get uh thing on there. And you are you say you are having Bible study at your house nowadays?
5: Oh uh, yes sir, yeah, we're having Bible study at our place, uh my my wife and I. Yeah. What uh, are you having Apostle, a website? No, we're not at that point okay. yet, but we ask everybody listen to pray for us and we'll know, we'll see what God's gonna do. So we cross All right down. then. Yeah. Do you I I'm taking a long time, but may I ask one more go question? Ahead. Okay. Yes. So, all right. So this young lady that was uh, this atheist. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not the atheist. This is the, the second lady that was saying that God, that the creator was a woman. Okay. So Uh uh-huh. yeah, she's at an establishment that my bride and I frequent from time to time. So that's how I just engage in a conversation with her. So we were there uh, maybe a week and a half ago and my wife has been blessed with the healing mantle so he she prayed for someone and they immediately had uh got healing over like a a migraine or a headache or something like that so Mm -hmm. this lady was that she healed was sort of kind of a believer ish she's not sure but she couldn't Mm -hmm. deny that she was immediately healed so i Mm -hmm. took the opportunity to go over and find this other lady the one that says that you know uh, the creator is a woman because I wanted to, I wanted this sort of not believer to tell her what just happened, and she did. And the lady goes, "Well, I believe that I'm a healer too." The other lady that believes that the, mm-hmm. that the creator uh, is a woman. So I was studying um, Exodus, I believe it was, but it's when uh, Moses went to Pharaoh and demanded to let God's people go and Pharaoh's um sorcerers were able to duplicate some of what Moses did. So I realized the enemy has he has certain powers. Uh, mm-hmm. is is it your contention that he also has healing power or was it, or you think this lady was just talking? Is, oh well, can the enemy. Also all,
1: let me put it like this. If you checked about those two sorcerers, they were Jewish most of you don't know that okay and they were they were of the uh I think of Leviticus uh line but they lined themselves up with Egypt which is the devil or bondage so yes mm-hmm. remember I told you and a lot of people don't even know they're children of God and they get tricked and think of, uh I got my power from uh God is so and so or God is so and so And they They had the gift. It was a gift given to them when they were born. But God still controls the gift, and that's why he said, I will do things through them to let them uh, think that they're doing it and get them confused. And people who don't read the scriptures and study the scriptures will be confused. That's why it says, you know, everybody is not God's child. Every child that's working for Satan ain't always Satan's children. Hmm. So we're here. We're here to battle on and to do what we're supposed to be doing. And as I said, no man comes unto uh, the Father except by Jesus Christ, which is the Word. So another good book to preach from is, as I told you, what we was at just a few minutes ago, the 2 uh, Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And right, I'd read that whole
5: fourth chapter, chapter and teach out of it. Okay, I appreciate that. But I, I just mm-hmm. want to be, make sure I'm clear on the answer, though. So, yeah, I, no... I I I yeah, I understand about the sorcerers being uh within the Jewish bloodline. I got that. But mm-hmm. the, do you feel like the enemy has some powers to heal? But I, you, did
1: you what you missed a little part of what I said where okay. Satan has tricked some of the children of God and they got okay. into witchcraft. They got it. Got but it. they 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 okay, now you get it.
5: No, nah, I got it. So, yeah. yeah. So, so people may actually have the gift from God, but uh, Satan um, distorted Tricked it. Tricked them. Tricked them. Yes, sir.
1: Okay. Tricked them. Yes. Okay. I got. So it. a lot of times right. I, I have I have people that tell me they're psychics and that they can move move uh, things around. God said, "Listen, sometimes I allow something to happen. That's why you got to read the Old Testament." Back in there where we were talking about uh, that God allows something to happen just to see who you're going to believe. Are you going to believe his word? Are you going to believe what you see? That's why it says walk by
5: faith and not, not like by that. sight. Wow, this is deep. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah. This is, uh, you're connecting the dots for me, so thank you.
1: All right, well, you have a blessed day. Tell the wife I say hello.
5: We'll do it. Thank you very much. Have a good night.
1: Uh, all right, you too. All right, uh Dorothy, will you give your uh the uh PayPal and stuff again?
0: Okay, my PayPal email is dchurchy1 at hotmail.com. That's Dchurchy One at Hotmail dot com. That's D C H U R C H Y, the number one at Hotmail dot. Uh And we just had a hand go up. And I did want to say something that I don't know if you're aware of this, but I am still on the lookout for good, solid teachers for the channel. So I trust your, what is that called? I trust your instincts. It's not instincts. It's God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, if you know anyone who is being called a father to get out there and teach, you know, mm-hmm. let me know or All hook right. Us yeah. up.
4: okay, All right. so I'll
1: definitely do that. I got a friend now that I'm I'll, thinking about it. if he's out there listening now, I'm saying hello, Donnie, down there in Atlanta.
4: <laughs>
0: So I can Church. also receive emails at dchurchy1 at com too. Just put okay. a good subject line. Because, but okay, area code 760 has the hand raised.
4: Okay. Well, oh,
0: how you doing,
6: sir?
1: Oh, the Lord has been I- blessing. I'm still here.
6: I just want to say I'm really enjoying the program. Uh, some really good questions that are coming up. And uh, it's very, very powerful, and it's just really blessed me, and, and I just want to say I enjoyed listening, and um, I'm going to continue to listen.
1: Amen. This is the man I was just talking about. This is uh, Pastor Donnie Williams out of Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Oh, hello, uh, Pastor Don.
6: Hello, hello, ma'am. How are you? Great program. I'm really enjoying it. Really
3: enjoying it. And do you have any
1: uh, reports that y'all done lately about the healing ministry at your church?
6: Actually, you know this one. This one trend that I'm really noticing in the ministry of inner healing and deliverance. I, I am seeing so much witchcraft lately. It seems like it has really increased. Um, and I've been involved in the ministry of deliverance. For a number of years now, and uh, I don't know where all this witchcraft is coming from, but it just really, really, uh, I don't want to say concerns me, but uh, but as Christians, we need to be made aware so we can really be praying against that stuff because there is sin in this witchcraft against Christians. So, and I know in my ministry, dealing with witchcraft every week, at least. I would say, 10 a week, we're ministering and dealing with some sort of witchcraft of some sort. So so why, why do you think, Apostle, that that increase has
1: happened? Okay, that's a good question that you just brought up. And the answer is Satan is trying to set up his kingdom. And he's got to set it up so that he'll be in charge for seven years. And one of the things that Satan uses, one of his uh, main spirit, is witchcraft. And if you notice, uh, the more you've been hearing about rains and floods and stuff, the spirits yeah. come out of the water. That's what most – if you get around with a uh, a warlock that that knows what he's doing, he'll say, well, I'm I'm dividing the spirits. And you'll be watching when he takes his hand and dip it into a bowl of water and then sprinkles the water out in front of him. He's a warlock. It's a witch. When they say, well, let's uh, – Drink uh, tea here, and uh, let me read your fortune. And they'll tell you to turn the cup over, and let the tea leaves be in the middle of the saucer and they move it around with their fingers and read your future and stuff. That is Satan's kingdom being set up more and more. So that's why we're being attacked more and more, because the ones that know the truth are the ones who learning the truth. You're going to come under great persecution now, according to the book of Daniel. But it also says that we will. Do great exploits; those that have made themselves ready. Who knows their God? When it said "Who knows their God," means made yourself ready to understand what does the gospel teach, and what does it telling us to do on the fighting of this warfare. Go ahead, Mm. sir. Amen. That's
6: that's a that's a great answer. Um, That's and is is. It's a different time than we're living in, and things are getting you know, busy out there uh in the spiritual realm so so that we just need more uh, more of god's people to, to and, and uh do more deliverance and pray against that kind of stuff so
4: uh-huh. so
6: praise you, you. you know our
1: bibles teaches us our my people perish for lack of knowledge, and that means because they do not know how to use the weapons or where our weapons are. One of our, of our main weapons is the book of Psalms, especially Psalms 149, where he talks about the two-edged sword. Then he talks about Hebrew, the two-edged sword. It talks about Jesus will have a two-edged sword when he comes back in the book of Revelation. Now, if God puts something in it three times, he's trying to tell us something. And that's why we put... The precepts together. So, the more the more you study the Word of God, the more you see the truth about where the weapons are and what the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds.
4: That we destroy
1: the kingdom. Mm -hmm. We're here to destroy the kingdom of Satan, and Satan's here to fight against the kingdom of God. So we got a major warfare. And as I say, it's not going to get easier for those that do not know the word. It's going to get rougher for them. And a lot of them will turn to what we call wicked uh, wicked magic, which means they say, Oh, we do nothing but good magic. No magic is magic. And they'll, they'll use it to fight. If they, they will use it to fight. Cause like this one man, he's in the military and, uh, Him and this guy got into an argument. And the guy said, look, man, we can go outside and fight. And the man told him, he said, I'm a wicked witch. You don't want to fight me. And he said, I don't know what that is, and I don't care, but we can go outside and we can fight. He said, all right, let's go outside. He stepped outside, and all he did was move his hand in the air. All of a sudden, the clouds got dark over him with thunder. He said, now, do you still want to fight? And he said, nope, I want to know who you're serving because that's who I want to serve. See, because we, our God, is looking for people that's going to be happy to serve him. Their God is willing to
4: Mm –
1: their God is going to uh, pay them or give them a reward telling them, oh, we're going to rule this world that God, uh, son, Lord Jesus Christ is not going to win this battle even though he's already won it. because the prophecies already went forth. He knows the beginning from the end. And what he says shall come to pass. And there's nothing to let God's word come back void. Nobody can beat God. The most high God.
4: Amen. So, I say, That's the, main, right.
1: the main thing is put your gloves on, tighten up the belt around your, your stomach there, put that breath plate up there, and say, all right, the war's on. <laughs>
6: Amen, amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that answer, and I'm gonna get off and uh, just listen. Thank you. All right. I
1: appreciate you calling, and uh, I I am looking at my schedule about trying to get down there to Atlanta, so it'll be within the next two months. So I'll Lord give you a call in advance. Hey, looking forward man. to seeing you. Thank. You. Thank looking God. forward Thank to you seeing, for seeing you, and I'll be glad when you come. Be glad when you come up here to Kansas City. Again, oh, i Hint, hint, hint. <laughs>
6: Thank you, sir. I'll be there.
1: All right, tell, you. tell your church I say hello. Be blessed of the Lord.
6: I should. God bless you, sir.
1: All right.
6: Bye-bye.
3: All right. Hey, Dorothy, are you there?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was you thinking too. Another reason why witchcraft and all this. Stuff is is wearing up is because of you know one we've got a nice pro life president in the uh, White House who's getting mm-hmm. getting the country back to its original you know foundation which is you know we are a Christian nation under God end of story
4: mm-hmm.
0: so there's been nobody fighting against these people plus we are making great strides in the pro life mm-hmm. movement I don't know if anybody else has noticed but. That's their food, that blood sacrifice of abortion is their food. Mm-hmm. So we are threatening their food supply.
3: Yes, yep. let's do it. A lot of people don't know
1: what goes on behind these abortion clinics. Because I've talked to the uh, warlocks and witches and stuff, how they got trained in, they be brought in, why the woman's having an abortion. And then they get their hand in the blood. And that's part of their initiation. And they also drink blood. I don't care if people want to hear it or not, but I'm telling you what goes on. I've talked to uh, uh, warlocks and stuff that uh, they're vampires. And what I mean by vampires, they have like 50 demons under their control. And every time God's children sin, they die a little bit. And they... Tr- Take the energy that's on that Christian, or even if he doesn't know he's a Christian, but he's a child of God. Don't even know he's a child of God. Takes that energy, and he brings it back to the warlock, which sometimes they call them, uh, they have a name for chasers, tracers. But when they, uh, like a person who wants to quit being into those covenants and stuff, they're the ones that trace them down and then send demons after them. But they also themselves, most of them, are vampires. And so then they bring the energy back to them, and it gives them more energy and more life. So as I tell people all the time I say, yeah, you can say, well, I believe in abortion and a woman's right that listen, you didn't create the blood Jesus did, and what you're doing is you're feeding them,
4: and they're they're laughing at the
1: christian's face,
4: they're laughing at
1: the ones who not even know how to be a Christian that don't know the truth about what it is about this world, how this world has operated. So those are some of the things that you know that that's why I, I do so much exorcism. That's why I teach so much about things here. Because when they die, the person who did uh, who gave up the baby for and I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm you know, saying who gave up their kids for abortion.
3: They did a blood
1: sacrifice. That they, they did murder. And you need to repent before you meet with your meet with your maker. That's why the, the Bible starts off repent repent. When Jesus preached, repent. John preached, repent. Everybody says repent because we all have sin. There's no such thing as big sin, little sin, or anything else. We all have sin, but we got one thing that's going for us, and that's in the uh, the Scriptures, which I'm getting ready to read in a few minutes, that eventually all men got to seek after Jesus. If you don't seek after Jesus, which is the Word of God, you shall be lost. All right. Anybody else on the exactly. broadcast?
0: Yes. Um, area code 816-550. Your mic is open. Good Hello,
3: 816. How you doing? I'm all right.
0: That's great.
7: Um I got a question. Is it only in abortion that they extract blood, or is there other extremities of the body that they extra, uh, extract blood? I'm just curious.
1: Mhm. Well, that's a good question too. Yes, they can extract okay. blood from a lot of things, like from accidents. A lot of people don't realize you may have a spirit that's on you. They cause you to constantly have an accident. Oh, I cut my finger. Oh, I had a car accident. Blood comes. Blood, as long as blood, they can eat the blood. That's what they're here for. They love our blood. That's why the Bible says life which is in the blood, and that's what it is. Now, mankind is just now finding about the DNA and all this, looking it up, and if you get down to the very core, it's called the string theory. If you get down to the very essence, you'll find out the littlest of the
3: littlest things
1: has a cross in it.
3: Hmm. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a big That's it.
3: Mm-hmm. That's down in
1: our bloodline. So let's let us know that hey, there was there is a creator that created everything, but there's also been a crook. His name is Satan, who's trying to rob everything. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus is trying to give us
3: what we had before,
1: life, and life more abundantly.
3: Did I answer your question? Uh, to a good degree, you
7: did. A great degree. Okay,
3: and yeah. You have any other
7: questions? I do appreciate 99. you. No, I have no other question. It, it was just that one because I noticed well, that you spoke okay. of abortion, um, but I was just curious: is there other extremities? I had looked mm. it up online, and I was wondering also: does it open a port when you are searching for answers and? You're reading and and run across that kind of stuff. Is now, that opening a port as well? Because
3: okay, that's that's another good question. Okay,
1: that's another good question. First of all, I would not be looking up anything unless I did this every day. Put on the whole armor of God. Then okay. when you do that, that is your protection. That is your protection. And then while you're doing that, if you're looking it up, so that you may learn, because the Bible says, "I don't want you to be ignorant to Satan's devices." So we have to study the stuff that they do. Sometimes, you know, we ain't got to get all into it, find out how to uh, the black hats and the and the hat and the shoes and the cats and all this other stuff and the animals they sacrifice and how they we ain't got to get into all that. We just have to know right. that it's out there, that they're out there, okay. and they are different different people, like, yeah, because, uh, go ahead.
4: Well, when
7: go I ahead. looked it up, it only showed the heart. And I was like, now he's saying abortion and any blood.
4: Uh-huh. So yeah. the I don't know if I, the there's a
7: place I, I should <laughs> look. <laughs> kind of leery of it now, you know.
1: Well, I hear you. Well, one of the things that I tell you, learn your weaponry first. Your weaponry right. is located in the book of Psalms, you know, like it says, Psalms 18, where it says, um, this poor man cried, he said, I love the Lord and all that, and he, the poor man cried, and God heard him, and that he heard him from the thing, and what you do, is like coals of fire. That's a weapon for us. I hear a repeat here that.
3: And then there's other weapons.
1: Yeah, Psalms eighteen. You we use Psalms eighteen to
3: go against a demon called uh Loki, uh Mockery, and uh there's another one that we use it against too. Uh goodness. Joker.
1: Joker. You know, uh one time I was doing the deliverance and this man I was talking to we were just talking. All of a sudden, I looked up, and I noticed that the guy I was talking to face changed right in front of me. I saw it, and it looked just like that the Joker that played on Batman, you know, with his face crooked, lipstick, and everything. And Good while is. I was looking at it, yeah, while I was looking at it, I said, uh, what is your name? And he said, you ain't got enough power to get my name. This wasn't the guy I was talking to. This is a spirit that appeared in this thing's face. I knew who he was. But see, you have to, you don't have to. But a lot of times, it's good if you can get the uh, the demon's name, because once you get the demon's name, you got power over that demon. And that's what good. you want to do, put him under your foot. You got That's why you'll hear us ask demons, what is your name? <clears> or what is your function and stuff? And people say, well, you don't need to do that. Jesus didn't talk to the demons. Then they need to go back and read the Bible again, because right there in the very beginning, when Jesus was out in the wilderness, Satan said, "If you be the son of God, if you be the son of God, if you be the son," and Jesus answered all three times. <laughs> Jesus talked to him. Then that's when he was in the uh, inside the uh, the the, the, uh, the graveyard, and that man came. You know, he said, "Because Jesus, the reason he did what he did, you have to really go back and look at that." It says, "What is your name?" because Jesus had been trying to cast that thing out, and it wasn't coming out. But it wasn't that it wasn't coming out. There were so many demons in there. And so finally he said, my name is Legion. And that's where most people stop. But there's a semicolon behind there. So I mean, this is just uh, uh, something that you can look at, but there's something more to it. And that's when he said, for there are many of us, and when he said really? us, he was talking about different kingdoms. And you cannot control. Let's say that you're doing a deliverance, because I've been doing this for 40 years. I know a little bit about what I'm doing. We can really? talk about kingdoms. It could be the kingdom of Jezebel. It can be the kingdom of uh, Ahab. It can be the kingdom of uh, Baphomet, the kingdom of. So just another word, these are different kingdoms. If you was the president of the United States, can you go there and uh, control the the, uh, the presidency of of Russia? The answer is no. Russia has their own president. So when you're casting out these things, you're casting out different countries, making it a lot easier than to say kingdom. You're casting out different countries. And those countries, they don't like each other, but they unite to fight against God's people. So that's why it took a little while until finally Jesus, as he said, for there are many of us, Jesus still didn't cast them out. He said, they made a deal with you. He said, don't cast us out of the country. Don't send us to the pit. But if you let us come out and go into the swine, we'll leave. And he said, all right, go. He didn't cast them out. He said, go. He got, they gave, asked for permission, and they jumped in the swine, and the swine went down and killed themselves. Because they, they were different nations or different
3: kingdoms
1: that were in those swines. So when they tell you, oh, it means like legion means 2,000 or 6,000, yeah, it does not mean just that one kingdom have 2,000 or 6,000. It could be 6,000 uh, different kingdoms in that person. That's why I, a lot of times it's a process when you're doing deliverance. They don't come out all of a sudden. But God told us when uh, the children of Israel, because they're our example. When the children of Israel started uh, going into the promised land, they didn't go all in at once. They went through by process, and God would send hornets or something else ahead of them so that all that land wouldn't have been buried and died before they got there. Well, that's the same thing when you're doing deliverance. A lot of times, people that's been under a uh, bondage for so long, they don't even know who they are.
3: So if you wiped out everything at the same time, they would, they would be completely crazy not knowing who they are. Did I an answer your question? Yes, you did. All right. So is there anything else?
7: Those weapons those were for, for Mercury and Joker and who else?
1: Loki,
3: you ever seen the, the movie, the, uh, the Avengers, Thor and all there? Uh... uh
7: No, I don't think so.
3: Okay, well, they got these. The, a lot of the stuff that they show on the movies and TV
1: things are real. But right. you know you don't F8. know, and you
4: mm-hmm.
1: you don't know, and you you're wondering. Well, that sounds like a good name. Where did he get that? You don't know. You have to search for it. Look what uh, Loki is the uh, the demon of tricksting. Uh, uh He's a trickster. That's his job, and he'll lie. <laughs> oh, well, he lie? But if you read, have that person who's going who's got mockery, and I'll give you an example. How to know if they got mockery? You ever been at a church and the person every time the preacher would say something, the person would mock him. They'd right. be reading
3: the scripture, they they'd be mocking. Them. That's mockery. If you want to get rid of that thing, have that person say, Look,
1: I, I I really I love you and everything, but I think there might be something that you need a little help. Will you read this Psalms for me, Psalms eighteen? And they they start reading, you'll see that thing manifest. And one day when I was doing it, this woman's tongue came out of her mouth. Just long, out past her chin and everything. And I said, what is your name? He said, my name is Mockery. And I said, well, uh, <laughs> I'll well, I'm, I, I need, I'll try to get you out of there. I was brand new in the ministry then. He said, you can't get me out. I said, well, okay. Well, let me see if I can have her. He said, don't have her read no more of the gospel. They ain't going to help her. That's not going to help her. I said, well, if you say it won't help her, I'm going to have her read it. And when I started having her read some more, it came out of her mouth. I saw that thing jump out so we have different weapons like psalms 24 where it says open up the gates and the king of glory will come in well that's you ask you asking the lord to open up that part of the mind where he can take charge of this person if he's a christian now you cast demons out of non-christians but they come back and they bring in seven more bigger demons than they were before that's why i said when that, uh person the demon goes out of the person they come back the the house is clean I mean, the house it clean and 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 swept, but empty mm-hmm. because it has no Holy Spirit in there. That's why you don't do delivering some people who are not born again. And once
3: you do the deliverance, you got to refill that person with the Holy Spirit.
1: Right now, mm-hmm. looking at
3: some of the churches,
1: there are more and more churches that are starting to do what God's Word says. So you have to really look for them that do a, what we call inner healing and deliverance and uh, exorcisms. But there are not that many churches out there. That's why Jesus said there's only going to be a few that makes it anyway. God doesn't lie. Right. People do. You mentioned those in
7: uh, Revelation, right?
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: okay. I was going to try to do some of Revelation tonight, too, as soon as I finish this part here, to show the how the Bible always interprets itself. It's linked together. Every one of the scriptures are linked together, but it's not linked together as in, you know, when you read 1, 2, 3, 4. But it might be 1 here. you got to jump somewhere to uh, 31 over here. You might have to read jump down to 18 over here. And then when you put those three together, then it starts making sense. As you heard me talk about today, there's like three beginnings in the Bible. The book of uh, Genesis, uh, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth the book of uh, John in the beginning was the word and then this one here, what we study now the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God and everything comes under that, it says prophecy, prophecy, it is written prophecy, prophecy the whole Bible is set up on prophecy and when you put okay. the
3: scriptures together when you put the scriptures together, that is the gospel. That is the good news. Hello? You got any other questions or anything?
7: No, and I do appreciate all the time. I don't want to continue because um, there may be someone else, another caller, that might want some questions answered.
3: Well, I hear I'm glad I y'all do calling appreciate in. It. Because... Well, I appreciate y'all listening and
1: calling in because... Iron sharpens iron, and I never know how much the Lord has blessed me to know until somebody challenged my knowledge.
4: I don't have no books here, I... <laughs> All yeah. right.
1: Well, you have a blessed day and call in again.
7: Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay. Let's continue back here to the unless somebody else is on the line.
0: We have another caller.
1: <laughs> All right, then. Let's go for it.
0: And and I did want to comment on the blood thing. There is um, something going on where old people that have lots of money and no sense are spending thousands of dollars for the blood of young people because mm-hmm. they think it'll make them younger. I don't know what that the name of that is, but that is going on. So. Uh-huh.
1: That's why they have all this, uh, 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 what they call it, like liver transplant, heart transplant and stuff to get a younger person, but it's still blood. It's still yep. blood, and that's how they've how they been staying around here so long, like the Rockefellers and stuff.
3: All right, let's open this okay. to the next person. area code
0: 352, your mic is open. Okay, thank you. Hello. I just wanted to hear... Um, You touched on, you mentioned the um,
7: lift up your head, O ye gates. I've always wondered and wanted to know more about
1: uh,
3: what that means. Could
7: you just explain a little bit, please? Thank you.
3: Yes, that's
1: Psalms 24. Let me turn to it right quick. As I said, this is one of our weapon trees. And the weapon tree means that we don't fight the enemy with swords and stuff like that, except spiritual swords. We have Mm -hmm. to speak things into existence and see until you understand what it says in Mark, the 11th chapter and the 23rd verse. Let me read that. Then we'll go to uh, this one here. Let me hit that right quick because this is what gives us power. Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. And the more you have knowledge of something, then the more power you have. So let me hit there. Mark, the 11th chapter and the 23rd verse. It says, for verily I say unto you. Thou who shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and cast in the sea, and shall not doubt. Now, this is the most important thing. Shall not doubt in his heart or her heart, but shall believe that those things which he or she said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says in your heart, in your mind. See, a lot of times we, we look at something and don't understand something. Like it says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Well, they think, well, they mean think it means as he thinking." No, it's what you believe. It's what you believe. What you believe. If I believe God's word is real, and it says, if I believe it, and I speak what God's word said, it will come to pass. If I say to this mountain, need I remove and cast in the sea, you have to, first of all, you have to know what the word mountain means. And you have to know what the word sea means. First of all, mountain is another word for kingdom. So it's only two kingdoms, the kingdom of light, kingdom of dark. So if I belong to the kingdom of light, I speak against the kingdom of dark. So I say to this, the kingdom of dark, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Well, the word sea means people. So what I'm doing, I'm sending it from my people, my family, to the uh, people who does not have a covenant with God. Every person born on this earth is not a child of God. So we have the right to do those things, especially on witchcraft. When witchcraft is sent near you, you, a lot of people say, well, you try to win them. You try to, no, I ain't trying to win them. I'm sending it back so they'll leave me alone,
2: and I send it back with a
1: vengeance. All right, so remember that part. As you think in your heart, believe in your heart. Now let's go to 23rd, I mean 24th. It says, "The earth, the earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell within." Well, you got to understand what the other scriptures is. The earth, the uh, this, the kingdom of this world has became the kingdom of God and His Christ. It hasn't done it yet, but our God prophesied saying. As though they are It's getting ready to happen So first thing I gotta get it in my mind That God is in control He,
4: If I need him to
1: help me with something When the devil is fighting against me Yes, yes he will do it He says he has founded it upon the sea And what do I tell you, see me People Established and upon the flood Nations Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord Or who shall stand in his holy place
2: now, he's saying, how are
1: you going to get in the presence of God? You know, they always say,
2: to
1: seek God's
3: face. Well, he's trying to say, get in
1: my presence. And the presence is
3: saying, you're real. you real. It's still
1: R-I-E-L. That's an angel's name. He's one of the seven angels that's in the book of Revelation.
4: And it says, he,
1: and he tells us how we do this, he that has clean hands and a pure heart, and who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn to deceit, speak deceitfully. Now, the thing is, what is clean hands? Clean hands, the word uh, hand is another word for Hebrew
3: called yud, yud, which means man, okay? And a pure heart. So, in other words, he said he wants you to have a clean man and a pure motive. That's what it means, a pure heart.
1: Then he says, he or she shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of our of his salvation.
4: This is the generation
1: that seek him. That seek him over seek thy face. Remember what I was saying about getting into his presence. We say faith. Oh Jacob Lift up thy head, Oly gates because we have a blockage. We have walls there. You know, like Jericho walls
4: <laughs>
1: Lift up your heads, holy gate, and be lifted up you everlasting we got to get past those portals. We got to get into this thing. Or it's not just us. We talking about we need this verse to get in there.
3: And then it says,
1: And the King
3: of Glory
1: shall come in.
3: Who is the King of Glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, holy gates. Lift them
1: up, you everlasting doors. And the King of Glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. If they had known, if the devil and all of them had known that Jesus was the king of glory, they never would have crucified him. But they did They just took his friend. He, he might be a good man or he's a good prophet. Did not know he was the king of glory.
4: <laughs> and because
1: they killed innocent blood,
4: because he
1: was innocent, innocent blood.
4: Then he has the
1: right to redeem us. That's why in the book of Revelation you'll read there what about the seven fields and who was worthy to open up and they couldn't find a man on the earth or in heaven to open. But then the last, the tribe of Judah where the lion came forth, he was uh, found worthy and he was the one that opened it up because he was the king of glory. He was the one without spot or Wrinkle. He, he was the one that was the, lamb, he was the Lamb of God that's able to redeem us. That's why we say, we are the redeemed. Let, we are the redeemed. Let us say so. We seek what we believe, what we see in our mind. That's why we have to live in the spiritual realm and get out of the natural realm. So, the, king, like the doors are, are the gates or walls that text. They keep Satan's place in there. We call them strongholds. You know, it says casting out, mm-hmm. or every imagination that exalts itself. Imagination is not bad, it's the thing that exalt itself against the kingdom of God. That's what we got to throw down. And the only way we get thrown those down is that we attack the walls. That's why the Bible shows the example where
2: they went around
1: the wall of Jericho. And after the seven time, which means complete, that's when the wall fell down. So this is why we're here. We're here to fight against the walls, the portals, and stuff, and let the King of Glory. Where is the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, the One that lives in us. That's what we can say, Greater is He who's in me than He who's in the world. If I submit myself unto God, resist the devil, He will flee from me. He didn't say He flee from God; He said from me. So as I start to understand, oh, if I believe, I can receive. If I doubt, I won't have it. Doubt will keep you out. Belief will start getting you into the right frame of mind, but when you finally get it settled, where it says faith, where it says faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. What is faith? Faith means trust. That's just what it means. Trust. When I I got past just believing, I trust God. If He tells me that I can walk through the line then and won't get eaten up,
2: I ain't got to doubt.
1: I got to walk right on through and believe it doubt is what keeps us from getting everything. So this old preacher is a friend of mine. He's dead now, but he's a preach. Feed your faith, starve your doubt. All right. Did I answer your question? Yes,
3: sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. As I said, the more you look up the scriptures and Psalms and stuff, you'll find all kinds
1: of weapons in here, especially like Psalms 34 where it says, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times; His praises shall continuously be in my mouth. In other words, when I'm saying, I'm gonna make God happy, bless me happy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what we're doing. We're supposed to make God happy because we believe what He says. We keep His word. We trust that He, what He said, will come to pass. And there's no such thing as His word's gonna come back void.
2: Especially
1: when He's instructed us and teaches us in the way that we should go, that we be able to, that He'll be able to guide us with His eyes. And it's as is another word in the Hebrew called uh A P E. Uh I see how that word. It means as anyway, I can't remember what word it is in the Hebrew alphabet.
2: Everything that we need to
1: know is in our Bible. The sixty six books is enough to get you saved and keep you saved. But believe there are other scriptures
3: like the book of Enoch. Right. Okay. you have any other questions or anything?
7: No, that was it. Thank you.
3: <laughs> All right. You have a blessed day there. You okay. too. All right. Dorothy. Do we have anyone else before I start again? Um,
0: no. No.
3: Okay. Do you have so any questions? Um, yeah. I want to tell you, I appreciate
1: every one of y'all that calls in. Believe me, I'm sitting in a room, and sitting here two hours is not easy. <laughs> so when you ask questions, it makes the Holy Spirit perks me up. I feel strong. I'm ready to teach and preach and whatever God tells me to do. So let's get to the uh, Mark, the first chapter, and the 36th verse. And it
3: says, "In Simon
1: And they were with him, followed after him. All men looking after Jesus. We need to follow after the word and get it done. And when they found him, they said unto him, all men seek for thee. We need the word of God. In other words, hunger and thirst after God, you'll get in front of God's presence. Lazy person, you ain't going to get nothing. And he said unto them, let us go into the next town that I may preach there also. But therefore came I forth. And he preached in the synagogue through all Jews uh Galilee and cast out devils. You know, it's, it's always cast out devils. Devils, I told you, there, there's, they use that word devils, but it actually means either
3: uh, Satan, the devil, or demons. Okay, they
1: even call the word dragon sometimes. But those are different, different spirits. That's all it is, unclean spirits. And it says the fourth 40th, and there came a lizard, uh, leper unto him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him,
4: saying, saying unto him,
1: if yes, I will, thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved, you see this, moved with compassion, put forth his thoughts, his hand, his thoughts, and touched him, and said unto him, you know, if he was just laying on the hands, he wouldn't have to say nothing, but it was his thoughts coming out, I will, be thou clean
3: You have to speak things Into existence The whole universe of God Is set upon three principles And that is Vibration uh, vibrations, Frequencies And noise Or sound Either one, noise or sound
1: That's how everything was created So if you don't speak things don't get done. I'm talking about, I'm going to do a silent prayer. If you get the silent prayer, speak those things as though they were, even if they're not there, and believe that going, you're going to receive them. All right? So here it is. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, if you will, you can make me clean. He said, I will. He spoke. Be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoke, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightway tossed and charged him, saying, uh, send him away, said unto him, See thou say nothing to any man, but thou go that way, show thyself to the priest, and offer it for the cleansing those things which Moses commanded, for a testimony unto them. Why did he say what Moses commanded? Because Moses had the written word and the spoken word. It was the word, the word, the word. Make sure you use the word. In the forty-fifth verse, it said, but he went out and began to publish in so much a blaze that even the matter in so much, Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in a desert place. And they came from every quarter. In other words, even Jesus tried to hide some rest, couldn't even do that. The people were coming from everywhere. And that's
3: what we need.
0: We have a question. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. No, I don't blame you. Go ahead.
0: Okay, Eric, code 404, your mic is open.
5: Hello, hey, Apostle. Hey, Apostle, it's me again. Yes, sir. All right. This will be the last question I ask. I'm sorry for the other listeners. Oh, don't, don't worry about it. Hey. Yeah, appreciate that. All right, so um, you had just said. Uh, about the about the devil, to, resist the devil and he will flee. That's in the word, right? Mm-hmm. Now maybe it's a version that I'm looking at, but in Luke four seventeen, let me see. Okay, yeah. that's, let me get over there right quick. Wait a minute, maybe it's not Luke four seventeen. What did I? I just hold on. Let me. Okay. Yeah, I just lost it, but. It says oh, it's Luke four thirteen. Luke four thirteen? Okay. Yeah. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. And what this what I'm reading now is saying that the 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 devil after Satan attacks a believer then he leaves but he always returns, which is contradictory to flee. And and I mean, resist him, he is free, Then free. he will flee. Excuse me. I'm just looking uh, for some clarification on that. Okay.
1: Now, one of the things is, you know, as I told you about reading those different interpretations and stuff, a lot of mm-hmm. times we miss the true meaning by going to those things. Like when I asked God, I said, What is the best uh, uh, Interpretations that I need to read? And he told me. That, Right straight to, straight to me. The King James Version. But a lot of people say, well, I can't understand the King James. Yes, you can. <laughs> you just have to well, take your time. Well, and it, let uh, me...
5: previously, mm-hmm. previously, you told me the New King James Version.
1: Well, you I mean... said, he told me, he said the King James Version. Okay. So, old and new, but it's King
5: James. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the New King James Version. Uh huh. And this is, uh, four thirteen. Now when the devil okay. had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time.
1: Okay, now that was something so, they so added to it.
5: Specific, specifically because he's he's trying to attack Jesus.
1: Oh no. In other words, let's let's go back to what it says. It says the original version, the old King James, but he won't have this word here. I'm I'm just add something to it in a minute. It says when and when the devil. Well if you look up that the word the devil in the time they wrote it other time it was called Satan. It didn't say the devil, but you had to go back to the beginning of it. in fact that it was Satan who was doing the tempting. You know, where you start off where it says uh uh when he went to Jordan and everything took forty days out of the thing and then it's the devil, they said the devil, the devil, and then the devil in, uh, in uh, what is this, Matthew. But if you look at the others, you'll find it, it'll say, uh, well, it's in here even, the eighth verse, the eighth verse. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, why did you not call him devil? You notice that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And then it's another thing where it says, it is written, it is written, it is written. But if you look at the other, remember I was telling you about precept upon precept, and you have to search around. You can't just use things. you got to search around. The other one says, it is said. Why did it say all of a sudden it is said? God is hiding things, but only for those that are willing to search him out, where you find out that you have two things. You have the rhema word, and you have the... Uh, it's a logos. Logos means written, rhema means spoken. But that's another thing I'd have to teach you way deep. But let's go back to where you just talked about. So, back to the 413, it says, When the devil had entered all of his temptations, he departed from him for a season. Then you had to go to the book of uh, Ecclesiastes. There is a time and a season. So, in other words, when he had finished the first part of his test of Jesus, he had departed for him just for a season. There was another season, but what did they say in the New King James? What is that part? They didn't
5: say a season. What did they call it? I'm um uh, I'm pulling that up, but I just I read that version of it.
1: Yeah. But is that say see? But if I if I know the other scriptures, see then I, I can put this together. But if I didn't know that the
5: other scriptures, I wouldn't know what he's talking about when it says, uh, what does it say on the 13? On the New New King James, it says, now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. But see, that's not what it
1: says. That's what I'm saying. It's good to be on the Old King James. But the New King James is pretty good, I'm telling you. But God told me the Old King James, that's when I study, But for if it says, but it says for an opportune time, but this says for a season. Well, now I know season means an appointed time, and where's the appointed time? Is back in the book of Ecclesiastes. Okay. For there is a time and season, so he had to wait till his next uh, season or opportune. But I say they'll be close together. It's just to me, I really get the root. The root it what? helps me more than then the explanation about the it
5: right and is, do you think the difference is because he's uh because the enemy is attempting to tempt jesus that he he came back and the word says if we resist the devil then he will flee uh is that the difference because he's, he's well, just, this is an effort <laughs> against jesus
1: Oh, no, if you notice what it says, it says, I think it's in the book of James where it says, If we submit ourselves unto God, that's the first part, mm-hmm. and resist the devil, speaking the word, he would flee from me or from us. It did not say he flee from God. It was, it's for us to understand. It's from us he'll flee if we submit ourselves unto God, which is the word, and understand the word. That's why it's so important. That's why it says my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's the word we need, and we need the root word. The root will teach us things. Then if you want to, after that, you can expand out and go into, uh, like the, uh, what is that called, the Amplified Bible. I I noticed George Myers uses the Amplified Bible a lot. But it it makes it easier for her and for somebody else to understand. But for those that want meat, we got to get to the root. We got to eat the root. And then we can expand outwards. So okay. it wasn't a temptation just for Jesus. It was a temptation teaching us that what Jesus did, we must do. How he fought the devil, it is written, it is written, it
5: is said. Right, because I'm on James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So that's yep. what he, he, he's speaking to us, and, the, and mm-hmm. it's different. What he's trying to tempt Jesus, I got it now. All right, I'm not gonna it. Okay. You again. Thank you very much for your Oh time. no, no, I'm glad you did.
1: Y'all have a blessed day. As I say, I'm getting ready to check my schedule and see about coming down to Atlanta soon.
3: Uh, so I'll be talking to you soon. Thank you, sir. All right, Dorothy, are you there?
0: Yes, I'm here. Um. I appreciate oh,
3: all those people they called in tonight. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate them.
0: Pepper. Yeah, kept you on your toes, didn't
1: it? Yep, I'm glad to do that. As I say, iron sharpens iron, and the more questions they ask, it makes me go back and remember. Do I? What is the answer to this? And then I have to ask the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, if you don't bring it back, I can't tell them nothing. That's why it says He'll bring back to your remembrance whatever Jesus said. He gonna bring back everything to your remembrance. I hear people using that as a scripture sometimes, but if you if you're willing to believe that God's going to help you with this math test and that He's got you and you done studied, that's the part, and you done studied, then He might bring it all back to pass to you in your mind. But He when He said I'll bring it back to pass, whatever the Holy Spirit is, what He's talking about is whatever Jesus said. All right. Well, as I say, this time passed so quickly. I'm so happy. I uh, didn't get to the book of Revelation. We'll do that next time. And as I say, if anybody's going to be in Atlanta, that's where I'll be at soon. That's, uh, right now I'm getting ready to go to, uh, uh, what's the name of that place? Houston, Texas. There, I don't know how many of y'all know about uh, Pastor or Apostle uh, Aleph Lucan, Lucere, Lucan from South Africa. His ministry, I have not seen a such a great ministry as his, as it was like with Jesus. So I'm going down there to pick up whatever the Lord has for me. Because as I tell people, you want the anointing? You stay around the people that have it. You want the gifts? You stay around the people that have the gifts. If you want knowledge, you stay around those that have knowledge. Knowledge will help you. Gifts will help you. Power will help you if you have an understanding. That's why I said with all your giving, Get an understanding well, do you have anything to say, Dorothy?
0: Ah, uh, the only thing I have to say is i like I prefer the King James version because it's all tied into you can get a lot out of strongs and it's all tied back and forth mm-hmm. in strongs, and you can just get a deeper understanding, so
4: mm-hmm. I
0: love the new, the Companion Bible. With notes by
4: uh-huh.
0: Ethelbert Bullinger. How'd you like to have a name like okay. Ethelbert?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How wouldn't. You not. Uh, what's your name? I don't know. Just call me Alphabet.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah. Uh, one of the things is, you know, with the the Bibles and stuff. As I say, yeah, I read comment commentaries and all that. But as I say, I found out it's better to find out what the root is and study that. And just like you mentioned just now, the uh, concordance, the strong concordance, I used to memorize the strong concordance to find that what does it really mean versus what it doesn't say versus what people make it say. I want the root, and that's where I, I'll be at. Well, you want to go ahead and pray for us?
0: Oh, you caught me off guard. I did want to say that. The notes that Ethelbert put in the King James Bible um, Mm -hmm. include um, cultural things from the time um, and all sorts of just good, you know, correlations like that. I mean, because a lot of the figures of speech, we don't Mm -hmm. understand in English. So, yeah, I love that as a study Bible.
4: Mm -hmm. But let's
0: get praying. Okay. Okay. Father, thank you so much for tonight's lesson and all the callers who kept us on our toes. And thank you for making sure we had the answers to give them. Amen. And please bless these people, give them spiritual eyes and ears, and give them that hunger for the word. That drives them to study, to make themselves approved. You have uh, that's it. Amen. They all said amen. Amen. I just went blank. I hate it when I just go (laughs) blank after, and I'm in the middle of prayer, and it goes. That's it. That's all you had to pray for.
1: Amen. That's all you can (laughs) say. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody that called in and listened in. I appreciate you, Dorothy, for allowing me to be on the broadcast and everything. And as I say, I'll be leaving town. I'll be down there in Houston on the 28th uh, at that, uh, what is the name of it called? Uh, Expo Convention Center down there in Houston. So I'll be talking to you again and you have a blessed day. Okay.
0: You have a blessed night.
3: Good night. Good night.